The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Let's move on to the discussion items. The first item for discussion is the realtor contract for the House of the Woods property. So Cheryl, do you wanna introduce that? Sure. Um, if you recall from our previous meeting, we had the, the um, RFQ for the realtor services and we had the respondent and um, she met with the council at one of your study sessions and we went forward and Scott drafted an independent contractor agreement with Natasha Hughes-Smith, who's doing business as Lynn and Associates, um, to list and market the property that we call the um, House in the Woods property. And the terms include that we um, may terminate the agreement with seven days notice or immediately for cause. Um, the terms also include that there's a 6% commission on the sales price, and there's a $500 fee for listing the property, which is payable when it's sold, and the contract ends in, on August 8th, 2021. Okay, so anybody have any questions or discussions on that? that so so that, that's coming up That's coming up with the, as an action item later on uh, for approval, correct? Yes, and she may be in the audience. I can't see, so I don't know. She, she is. Um, Hughes. Hang on, let me. I think I have to allow her to talk. So, Kel Kelda, are you? Yes, uh, I you, got it. The, yes, I got you it. Got, you got it. Okay. Yes. And, and Kelda, Kelda, if you could also see if you can um, give Kelly, she's on by phone, I think. Um, and yep, I let, she's here. Oh. Okay, great. Okay. Miss Hughes, can you hear us? Me. Yep, we just heard you. Okay. All right. So, do you have anything anything to add, uh, Miss Hughes? Oh, you just got muted. Okay, not at this time. Okay. I just had All a right. question. Quick question on that. Were the terms updated to reflect that it's a residential property now? I think they are. But just want to confirm. Yeah, I think I think that was I think it was Cheryl can confirm that she's on, she's muted, but uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the, the numbers changed from our from our last meeting, so I think it was updated. Okay, Cheryl, Cheryl, are you there? Yes. Okay. I'll, thank you. I'll make certain before we sign anything that um, that is correct. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. All right, Kelly, did you? I can speak, it is updated when I updated the uh, percentage. From eight percent down to six percent for residential. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. I thought that's that was the case. All right, Kelly, do you want to take back over, or you want me to keep going, or, or okay, you're unmuted. It's all you. Oh, thank you. Um, so next up is the cannabis update. Uh, I don't have any updates. <laughs> that's pretty simple then. Okay, um, infrastructure committee update. All right. Um, so before before I get into the infrastructure update, uh, the mayor has has asked me to um, 
talk about uh, a variety of, of issues. Um, I think a lot of people probably are aware of what some of those are. There have been a lot of comments on uh, social media over the last couple of weeks regarding uh, transparency issues, city finances, uh, as well as the capital improvement bond. And a, a lot of this information is, is I think council uh, is aware is, is either incorrect or um, in some instances actually factual, but uh, either misinterpreted or, or distorted in some way to, to, to make an argument. And so as a result, over the last couple of weeks, unfortunately, we're in this situation again where our residents are quite riled up, the temperature has kind of raised. And so the mayor has asked me to take uh, about 10 minutes to discuss some of these issues to uh, try to cool the temperature a little bit and some, to provide some information. And, and, and I'll also repeat this, uh, I've been asked to repeat this during, during the council meeting as well. Um, so the first issue has to do with transparency. And in every, every board, every forum, every committee, city council and so forth, um, we, we actively solicit residents to participate and share their ideas uh, and promote different points of view to get to a better solution. Um, and to facilitate this, we're, we're very sensitive to um, being as, as transparent as, as, as possible. And there, there have been many uh, recent comments uh, that have indicated that the capital improvement bond proposal uh, was made under the cover of darkness. It was done in secrecy. It was rushed over the holidays when people weren't paying attention. Uh, and so forth, and, and, and that actually couldn't be, be further from the truth. Um, we've been talking informally about these systems that are included in the capital improvement bond for uh, a little over two years now, and more formally, we've been talking to them in a dedicated fashion uh, for, the, for the last four months. And there have been a variety of, of public meetings where residents uh, were encouraged to attend and get information. Um, we had three infrastructure meetings, uh, there were four city council study sessions where the, the bond was talked about in detail, uh, two city council meeting, actual city council meetings that where it was talked about, uh, was talked about in two planning commissions and we had a, a town hall dedicated uh, to the capital improvement bond. So there were a lot of uh, opportunities. Um, all of these events that I just mentioned were, were advertised on our city website. In fact, uh, on, in many, many instances on the front page or most instances on the front page, and in many instances as the pop-up. So people going to the website had to click through that message in order to get to further information. Um, in addition, they were advertised on the, on the city Facebook page, uh, on the weekly e-newsletter that goes out to a thousand residents, um, and then as well on the, on the villagers Facebook page. And, and to add to that, um, all of the meetings, once they've occurred, they were recorded uh, and they were posted on Facebook. Uh, they were posted on YouTube. And then for those people who don't have internet access, we also post them on the, uh, posted them on the um, uh, public access TV station where they were played five, where these meetings are, get played five times a day. Uh, and lastly, all of these, all the documents from all of these meetings are available anytime at city hall uh, if a resident stops by. So, so short of taking people by the hand and saying, hey, it's time for, for, for you to come to a meeting, I'm, I'm not quite sure how we could have been uh, more transparent uh, about th this issue. Every, every effort was made to be transparent and make information available uh, and to provide residents with an opportunity to pro provide input and help shape the, the, the bond proposal. Um, but, you know, transparency is a two-way street and, you know, being an informed resident requires the resident, a resident to actually make an effort to seek out information um, in, order to, in order to stay engaged. So, it, it, it's really disheartening for a lot of us that the, the efforts of, of so many to improve the community 
is, is being attacked by residents, uh, not based on the actual tenets of the solution, uh, but rather due to anger over supposed uh, secrecy uh, and so forth, which could have easily been avoided by, by simply making an effort to stay engaged because the, the information was out there. Um, another topic um, that kind of helped feed the, you know, this, this secrecy theory uh, had to do with the posting or the, I should say the publishing of, of the notice of intent uh, in the Oakland press instead of the Southfield Sun. Um, this was not done uh, as a, you know, using the Oakland press as, as a nefarious plot as it's been posited. Um, you know, um, but rather for, for some very specific reasons. First of all, uh, the Oakland Press is, is, is much cheaper than the, the Southfield Sun, so it, it does save residents money. But, but second, and, and much more importantly, uh, is, is the issue of timing. Uh, the Oakland Press publishes daily, whereas the Sun uh, only publishes once per week. So the Oakland Press is a lot more flexible to meet our legal posting timing requirements. Um, so if we miss the sun's deadline uh, to get it in the paper or get it in the sun, we have to wait a full week before we can, we can post it again. And that doesn't meet our legal obligations in, in many instances, which is why we tend to use the Oakland Press. In fact, we have a, a zoning board of approval meeting later today, and that was also uh, put in the, in the Oakland Press. So that's, that's, a regular, that's a regular occurrence for us to use that, that uh, publication. Um, and you know the Oakland Press, you know the post or the publishing there, you know satisfies our legal requirement. But again, you know there were a plethora of opportunities for residents to to learn about the capital improvement bond uh, outside of the the, the Oakland Press. Um, other negative comments were made that the that the town hall uh, that we did was occurred after the council approved the notice of intent. Um, this this was actually by design. Um, not only did we use the town hall to educate about the, the, the bond and, and its tenants, but more importantly, we wanted to ensure that residents knew that the notice of intent had been issued so that they could exercise their right of referendum if they so desired. And, and, and I think at least some people tried, tried to do that. So we wanted to make sure that people knew about the notice of, of, of referendum, which is why we had the, the town hall. And, and I'll say it again, uh, again, there were many early, a dozen, uh, earlier opportunities over the last four months for residents to uh, learn about and influence the, the bond proposal if, if, if they made the effort. Um, and then the last thing about the bond proposal, uh, you know, another, the, the, actually the only comment that we've seen that was critical of the, of the proposal itself was the comment that, um, you know, we weren't taking a holistic uh, or a more coordinated approach to the, the, the city's problems. Um, and obviously, the people who are making, you know, that that uh, assertion, you know, haven't dug into the details of, of, of the proposal, because this is exactly why we lumped all of the various uh, um, water related and sewer related projects into one single project so that we could take a highly coordinated approach um, so that we can ensure that, that there was minimal disruption to the residents as these projects get going. Uh, we reduce the amount of rework and, and, and we lower costs. So, so a great example of that, one of many, um, is, are the streets that are going to be repaved as part of the road proposal uh, coming up this summer. So those streets that are going to be repaved, on those streets, all of their gate valves on their water mains are going to be replaced. Their fire hydrants are going to be replaced. All of the, the water service lines are going to be verified on all the homes on those streets to verify that, that they're not led. Uh, and if they are led, they'll, they'll be replaced. 
Um, there are seven culverts on those on those streets that that will be replaced. Uh, ditches will be repaired and 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 so on. So um, it, it's a highly coordinated uh, approach, which is why we've done it this way. Um, so that's the capital improvement bond. The, the last the last issues that that I, that I want to uh, very quickly address are are those that uh, are of a, more of a financial nature. Um, there was a lot of discussion that's been made about the city not acting. Uh, as a fiduciary for the residents. And what, what I find very interesting um, reading through some of those is the examples that were cited as, as you know, fiscal irresponsibility are actually, uh, if you know the details behind them are actually excellent examples of, of council and the administration showing you know, fiscal responsibility. So, so one thing that was talked about a lot was, was that the city gave out raises while asking residents to contribute more. Um, now, while that's technically true, uh, these raises um, are actually a dramatic cost savings for the city. Um, so let me explain that. So, so our city manager uh, works about 60 to 80 hours per week, probably closer to the 80 hour range or 80 hour number than the 60 hours of work, uh, 60 hours. Um, and there's significantly more work on the way because of COVID, uh, as well as all of the management of all these various projects that are going on require a lot of city administration time. Um, so we as a council have been talking uh, for uh, well over a year, almost two years, about hiring an assistant city manager. And what we recently decided was rather than, than spending $80,000 uh, on, on a new position plus benefits, uh, we reorganized the department. And what we did is we offloaded some of the city manager responsibility to these existing employees which gave them more responsibility, gives them growth opportunities. And as a result, we're gonna lose less people and have less turnover, which has been a huge problem for our office. You know, turnover is costly. It costs around 50 grand to, at least in a business anyways, to, you know, when you look at recruiting and lost productivity and so forth uh, and getting somebody up to, a new employee up to speed. So yes, the, 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 city, the city portion of these raises, the city actually paid $19,000 in, in, in annual raises but that was done to save the city well over $60,000 per year. So to me, that's, that's a, a responsible uh, you know, fiscal management, not, not something that's, that, that's, that's a detriment to the community. Um, second example was, was that's been bandied about was how the city wasted $54,000 on a new passenger van when there were, there were a lot of better things we could have spent the money on like water mains and gate valves and exciting things like fire, fire hydrants and so forth. Um, but again, you know, if you dig into the details, there, there's more to the story there. The city had $40,000 in, in grants, uh, community development block grants, along with smart grants that had to be spent on seniors and transportation. So what the city, and it couldn't have been spent on, on those other items. It was targeted for those, those programs. So what the city did is use the grant opportunity and added a little bit of budgeted funds to purchase the, the passenger van in order to provide uh, dramatically more uh, programming for seniors and, and additional rec, rec, recreational opportunities for residents. And then the, the last point here, uh, you know, that was talked about how we rewarded the city manager with a $400 car allowance. Well, first of all, the, the $400 car, car allowance is a part of her, her compensation package and has been since day one. Um, this is a standard benefit for city managers. If you look across Oakland County, uh, according to the MML, uh, about half of the cities uh, include a car allowance. Those that don't build it into the salary. 
uh, of, of the city manager. And Lathrop has always done this. This isn't something that's new. In fact, actually Lathrop actually provided a car um, to the city manager, uh, which was a very expensive solution. So several years ago, they, they switched it over from providing a car to providing a car allowance. So it saved the city a lot of money. So again, um, th this is not something that's new. This is something that's been going on for a long time. So th there were a lot more things that were said, uh, but it would take a long time to go, go through all of them and, and we don't wanna do that. But, but the moral of the story here is, is, is really, if you wanna stay informed, you have to get involved. Um, if you have a question, contact a city council member, uh, attend the meetings, watch the videos, you know, check the website regularly to find out what's going on, watch your local access TV, um, you know, to, to stay engaged. You know, social media is great, um, but it's not always the best place to, to, to get information. Uh, in fact, it, it's also a great opportunity to remind residents that the city does not uh, officially monitor, um, you know, the villagers' uh, Facebook page. Uh, the council members, uh, as residents, we look at that, but we're not allowed to, to respond to, to articles or to uh, posts that are there. Uh, the city itself does look at it and on occasion when there's big uh, errors or when we need to get information out, we'll, we'll, we'll post, but the city will not get involved in these, uh, you know, uh, contentious emotional conversations. If, if you have questions, call, you know, call the city, call, call your uh, um, uh, council member. So, so we just wanted to kind of point that out before, before we got into the um, into the, uh, the the infrastructure, the infrastructure. So so before I do that, any any questions from from council uh, on any of that? We'll, we're going to repeat that again in the council meeting, so you're going to have to sit through it again um, because more residents will watch the council meeting than the study session. But uh, any if any discussion? So one thing that I wanted just to reiterate is the fact is that I think that um, the majority of the, no, I'm not going to say majority, I would say all of the council members are accessible. And I know that they um, all, I'm taking the liberties of speaking on behalf of all of you all that respond to your um, emails in a, a timely fashion. Um, and this is by far no excuse, but I want, I have to say this is that the majority of us also have a full-time job also. Um, I can speak, you know, and sorry, Ian, I might be throwing you under the bus, but I can honestly say he and I have been, haven't been able to do certain things because our jobs fluctuate a lot on um, times and, and projects that we have to do. Uh, and, and same with Salim, I know Ian more because we've talked about it more, but um, the fact is that this, and again, please don't take this as a caveat to say, you know, we can be slipping or anything like that. This is a volunteer position that each one of us have been elected to do. And that's what I think that this council has done a very good job of making sure that we uh, do what, we, what you have elected us to do. Um, I personally can tell you that I work 40 plus hours a week for my job, but I've been putting in anywhere between 15 to 20 hours extra for council. And I'm very gracious um, that I'm able to do that. And I'm so happy to be a part of this group. So don't take that wrong or, or take that out of context. And I've been doing this for the last 10 years of commitment of my time 
and efforts and tears sometimes. <laughs> some of them on the call know there's been some tears that have happened. But it's just the fact that it, it's we came to this point to say all of this because it 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 well it's hurtful in the fact that we know that we're doing the best for the residents because also we are residents. So just like if you're you're saying that you know the water bills go up, for instance. I know that they've been going up because I have a water bill too, but I also know that minimally coming out the gates, my bill will never be under $50. And so those are the things that, you know, I really want all the residents to understand that. And that's just for your water. Your water will never be under $50. And so it's either Bruce or Cheryl to correct me. I forgot all of the, the, um, $54 and eight cents. Thank you. And just going through the packet today um, that you know it's out there for everyone to read. If you read every single page of it under GLIWA, it appears, correct me again if I'm wrong, there's another water increase that's coming for 21-22. And so these are water uh, services that's handed to Lathrop. It's not, it's not something that we're, we're arbitrarily doing. Now I will say there have been errors and that is what we're going through now. And I can lean on Pam to say, I know that she is personally going through them and, and helping people with um, the billing, uh, water billing errors. Again, all, saying all of this to say, we're doing the best um, that we think is possible for the city of Lathrop Village. And that's what you elected each one of us for. If you have any questions or you have a concern about anything, this is the right forum to come to and discuss those questions or you know discuss what's on your mind or even emailing us or even calling us because even if we don't have offices at the uh city hall you can leave a message and we all we will get it so i'm sorry i was on my soapbox probably <laughs> way too long but these are all the things that i've typed many times over in facebook and had to delete it so um just to let you know that um yeah that i'm just kind of putting the, the cherry on the top of uh, Bruce's cake. So, Ian or Salim, do you have anything to add to that? I have something. The, the council people that are on this video call are the most accessible that I have experienced in the last 10, 15 years. I'll be honest with you. And I've been here well over 20 years. And we are so accessible. You can call us at any time and, and our numbers are listed. And for someone to say, in passing, well, hey, Bruce owns a cement company, or you know, this is a cash grab, or whatever you want to call that. It's just a slap in the face. During this this time of COVID, where our city manager is working five times as hard to keep people safe and at the same time keep herself safe and her family, for you to say that, you know, what's going on is is nothing short of conspiracy and in you know a cash grab is it's embarrassing and it's insulting to us because we're residents just like you we have nothing to gain but to do a good job here that's all we can expect that we come together and we work together and we finalize all these items that are in the agenda that's all we've ever done in the last five and a half plus years that we all work together so that's all i have to say about that everyone knows i'm accessible they can call me anytime and, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Thank you. So no, I think, I think it's been well said. I mean, I, I guess I would just reiterate that um, this council does the best we can for the residents. Uh, we have 
good interest at heart for all the residents, including ourselves, because we are residents. Um, and I don't, I mean, I take negative comments as coming from the minority of people. And really, I, uh, I start to lose my patience with those people, because if you want to be involved with the city, get involved. Join our meetings, come to study sessions, come to the council meetings, and don't start complaining that you haven't heard anything when you've been given every opportunity to uh, get involved. So that might be a little, uh, I, mean, I don't know, people might think it's harsh, but hey, that's, what, that's how it is. And you guys elected us, and if we don't hear from you, and since I've been on the council, very few people attend the meetings, very few people ask questions. Um, you put us, you elected us to make decisions and we're gonna make those decisions. So that's just how it is. That's my comments. Okay. All right, thanks everybody. So let me let me just give a quick uh, infrastructure update. Uh, on page 12, uh, that it's nothing you haven't seen before. It's, it's basically just a, a listing of the, um, uh, the, the capital improvement bond projects and and the you know associated associated costs we've already gone through in detail and, and several other times in, in meetings over what each of those those projects uh, entertain um, as you know we did do the the notice uh, of intent uh, that notice uh, started the 45 day clock which um, uh, closed uh, at end of business today uh, February 22nd uh, I believe there were there was a petition. I'm sure Cheryl will get it out, get it out to us. There were about 200 people who, who signed. What's that? 198. 100, 198 people who, who signed. Um, uh, let's see. The um, we we've met with Sunday Sunday Services, who who is our essentially our our contracted DPW. Uh, we're working on a contract for all the work that's getting farmed out or that will get farmed out to them. Um, they will be uh, starting relatively soon. Uh, the, the plan is to do 54 gate valves, 40 hydrants uh, this, this coming year, as well as I think it's 550 uh, material line excavations. So, so in other words, you know, uh, digging up the, the stop box in front of the houses to, uh, which is a legal requirement for those that don't know from the state of Michigan, uh, an unfunded mandate. Um, you know, about, about two and a half million dollars of this project is unfunded mandates from, from the state. So basically that means things that we have to do under law that we have to pay for. So, uh, and that they're not funded by the state. Um, so the material line uh, verification is, is one of those things. Um, so those, those will start by Sunday services. Um, it says here on the sheet eight, but I think there are seven it might be a typo, uh, there, or maybe something's changed since the last time I talked to Cheryl and, and Engineer Scott. Uh, but there are, are seven um, seven homes that'll have uh, um, culverts replaced, uh, water meters. Um, we're having a really slow response uh, from residents in terms of the self check, which is very important. Uh, just as to put a plug in here, uh, if you're a resident that's watching, check the city website. We're asking that you. What's that? We have more than enough um, volunteers for the water meters now. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, um, oh. the self-identification. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's very important that residents take five minutes uh, and do and go in their basement, look at their, their uh, uh, water meter and follow the instructions, which are on, on the website and then report back to us, um, you know, uh, the information so that we can, uh, get a determination of what type of material your water line is. So again, the instructions are very easy. I think all of council has done it. Uh, it takes five minutes. Uh, and so again, we urge you to do that. 
Um, we're also, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the water meters. Um, we know that there's potentially water meter accuracy issues, uh, which is part of this whole overall project. So one of the things that we're doing is water meter testing. So we have volunteers and we're hoping to get that, that started uh, very soon. Um, and then uh, the street paving project, uh, that starts in uh, on May 3rd. Um, again, it's two miles of streets. Um, there, we're doing portions of Sunnybrook, Bungalow, Santa Barbara, Sunset, Avila, San Jose, Glenwood, uh, Wiltshire, and Alhambra. Uh, the really good news is that um, we put the, out an RFP and got six bids back. Uh, the engineer's estimate of, of cost was about 1.43 million, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then the, the uh, uh, bid that we're recommending to council later tonight to accept was actually for 1.16 million. So uh, it came in well under the, um, uh, the expected cost. So the good news is, is, is that, you know, that that'll leave more millage money to put towards the roads. And so we'll, we'll hopefully, if this, this trend keeps up, we'll be able to do more, more road than we initially uh, advertised uh, during the uh, run up to uh, the election for the road millage. Um, the sidewalk replacement program, um, we're, we're going to table the, the discussion, I believe, uh, for this meeting, um, or for the action item, uh, the, I, we, we want to talk about it a little bit more, uh, before we, we bring it up to council so that that will, uh, possibly be on the March 1st, uh, special session. Uh, Cheryl, anything else important that I missed? You do have a question in the um, audience. Okay, uh, trying to see it. Mister, uh, oh, the hand went down. Okay, hand. I then got a letter, and then I sent myself a verse. Um. Yeah, so 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 basically, when when we do when you guys do the 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 self um, the self reporting, uh, the picture that you that you send along with the uh, the information uh, gets analyzed by uh, one of our engineers, and it's it, I think what that's saying is is that um, when the when the engineer analyzed the picture, they couldn't tell uh, for certain what the material was and more than likely what that's going to end up requiring is is that uh, it's going to require an in-home visit is, is my guess. Um, but uh, um, if, if you got the letter back telling you that, then then, uh, you know, Cheryl has that on her list and, and that'll that'll be addressed uh, in, in the future. Was that the question you were answering the question? Uh, that was the question that I saw in the Q&A. Yeah, um, Mr. Zitron, I might not be saying your name right. Um, we were trying to get you to be able to speak. So, um, no, we see your hand. We're giving you an opportunity to speak. <laughs> why, why don't you, Ian, why don't you try uh, uh, sending it in the chat? Cute. Hang on. Okay. Oh, there you go. I can hear you. I can there hear you. you go. All right. I couldn't see the unmute option at the bottom. <clears throat> okay, I have I have several several comments on, on on what Bruce has said and also what the other council members have said. Okay, first I don't I, you know speaking only for myself, you know I agree ad hominem comments are entirely inappropriate. Um, but I you know I think that 
I, I think that there are several there are several issues with this water and sewer proposal that I objected to. I was one of the people who signed the petition. I circulated it. Uh, I'm very sorry that it didn't reach the minimum number. Um, I I think you know yes, Bruce. You said darkness and see you know the allegation of darkness and secrecy and being rushed. Well. Yes, you're right. It's a two-way street. Yet, it it really did seem. It seemed to a lot of people, and I was not the only one, that uh, it 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 was um, it was rushed through. Notwithstanding the fact that there may have been meetings, what I particularly objected to, and I am looking at the document. Uh, published by Dr. Cheryl Michelle Mitchell Therio on its council communication. It's a notice of intent. Okay, there are several issues here that really bothered me. It, it, the bonds will be issued without a vote of the residents unless there is a petition received. Now, <clears throat> I personally was really very bothered by this. Um, yes, we do elect you to look after our best interests. You, yes, you were put in place for that. I don't think anybody is imputing uh, negative motives to any of you. Uh, and I'm sorry if you feel that way. <clears throat> but, you know, without a vote of the residents, really bothered me. Um, the issue of the Oakland Press, well, you know, get your deadlines straight, guys. Because I've asked around, and I don't know anybody who reads the Oakland Press. So if the Southfield Sun, which we all get on a weekly basis, has a deadline, then work around that deadline. Meet the deadline. Because otherwise, it, it's just, it gives the impression, not with, it may not be your intent, but it gives the impression that this is somehow being slipped by the residents. And again, I am not the, I believe I'm not the only person who thinks that. Sir, we yes, only have three minutes for uh, public comment. Oh. Yeah, so well, um, is okay. there a question that you are looking for or? Yes, okay. Uh, the sidewalk, sidewalk ditch and drainage improvements in this, are these not part of the, um, of the pro larger proposal that was rejected last November? No, no. So, so the, the, um, the, well, first of all, last November, the, the, proposal oh, sorry, no, not last, the, the, the one that was previously rejected, the large, the very large one. Right. So, so that was rejected. We came back with, with a, a, a different road proposal, uh, that, right. that did have, uh, they did address the ditches, but the ditches yeah. were, were, were not being addressed through the money from uh, the, uh, the the road millage. Um, so there there will be there will be uh, ditch repairs done via special assessments as part of over the next three years, right? Uh, as part as part of the road assessment. And so what 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 the money that you're seeing in the the capital improvement bond, I think it's three hundred thousand dollars if I remember correctly, uh, is essentially you can think of it almost as, as seed money so so the city has to pay for that, those projects up front and the residents have uh, up to 10 years to pay it back so we need a, a source of funding 
to, um, uh, to, to be able to do those projects. And the capital improvement bond, the capital improvement bonds are a very flexible type of bond that can be used for a variety of, of, of capital uh, uh, projects across the board, including ditches, including sidewalks, including um, you know, water, sewer, you know, road, whatever. Um, and so, so, that, so basically that money is, is, is coming, the, 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 the initial project money is coming out of the capital improvement bond, but that money will then be paid back on an annual basis by residents. And then that money gets put towards paying back the bond. Okay. Um, one is I just realized um, what time it is in the 640. Um, there is another opportunity um, to speak uh, through comments because we still have two updates that we need to go through. So um, hold any other questions. There is a, a portion that you can ask another question at, um, but if uh, we can move to the Munico meetings, that update real quick. Yes. Um, well, I wanted to let you know that we have started the transition over to using Unicode for our agenda packet. So just getting over that learning curve. And one of the things um, that we need to incorporate is the time for the public comments and having that appear on the agenda. But I wanted to let you know about that. That was all? Yep. Okay, thank you. Um, technology. Um, Upgrades. From the last meeting, if you recall, we indicated we wanted to move to some things that would make it easier for our um, residents as well as staff in terms of our processes. So one is point and pay, and we're there in the process of getting onboarded with that so that people will be able to pay for um, water bills, um, permits online using a credit card, or I think it's a, a check. So that's in the process of being adopted. On ClearCup, if you recall, I um, have presented to you the information in regards to their, their budgeting platform and you had the presentation, which I think is really impressive. What has become clear in further conversations is the other component part, which is the building of the budget, which is not incorporated in that partic particular module, it's a separate module, which um, even after speaking with them, from the original, I think it was $10,000 plus, um, they negotiated it down to um, just under eight. But I just thought that was too much for um, an annual cost at the present time. So I'm seeking to just not move forward with utilizing them at all if we were still gonna have to use the spreadsheets. It wasn't a major savings to me. And then in regards to Intellinetics, um, they were already performing um, secure scanning for the police department. So we're going to be adopting it on the administrative side as well for some of the building department records so that they'll be accessible easily, especially for um, our staff and now attorneys and trying to get access to various building files because it did make sense for us to get the hard copies and make another copy of them each time somebody was asking for them. So we'll be utilizing those. Thank you. Was that, um, that was it? Yep. Um, I'm going to yield back for my comments because I think I've said everything that I wanted to say. Ian, I saw that you had your hand up. 
Oh, that's, that's, I think it was the other Ian. Oh, oh Ian Ferguson. Oh, sorry. Uh, I accidentally hit that raise hand button. My apologies. Oh, okay. Hey, Kelly, Kelly, yes. before we go back in, before we open it up for public comment, can I, can I, can I, I just want to respond to Mr. Zitron. Yeah. Zitron. I'm going to say, I'm going to be for, less formal. Ian, I'll respond to you because I don't want to say your last name. Um, so, um, and, and it's probably an answer you're not going to like, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give it anyways. Um, so as far as, you know, doing these projects with, without a vote, um, the, the, you know, again, you know, the, the, the city, Salim was pretty pretty blunt a few minutes ago. You know, the city did elect us to you know to make these decisions on on, on behalf of, of the residents, and with respect to you know these these infrastructure decisions, which we as a council knew were going to be big decisions that are going to affect the pocketbooks of, of our residents. You know, we did not feel comfortable just making the decision as as a council, and so what we did is we started the infrastructure committee to to do. The, the, the research and to you know get resident input and to make recommendations to to, to council um, so we, we actually put a, a, another layer in there um, to, to get more of a, a voice from residents and and the way and, and Scott Baker you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here um, but but the way that you know the, the state state governments are set, or in city governments are, are, are set up is, is so that you know for, for these kinds of things, the, the elected officials can can make these kinds of decisions um, because if, if everything goes out to the if every decision we make or every you know decision that that you know has any you know substantial cost twenty thousand fifty thousand hundred thousand whatever um, has to go before the voters um, we're never going to get anything done and so so what what the what the the the, the state laws do is is they allow uh, city officials to make these decisions. And then if the decisions, you know, are felt to be egregious or, or you know, just not in the best interest of, of, of the residents of that city, then residents have a right of referendum, which is why we were required to, you know, give a 45 day notice of, of intent so that residents could, you know, uh, uh, exercise their right of referendum uh, if, if they felt that, that the decision that council is making was wrong. And, and if an overwhelming number of residents you know, felt that way, then it would force it to go to a vote. So uh, I don't know if I put that eloquently enough, Scott Baker, but uh, did I misstate anything in there? No, you're, I mean, you're, you're right. Uh, with giving the right of referendum is, is exactly that. It gives, gives the residents the opportunity to call, call council back if, if they feel they've gone too far. And that that's the reason that's the rationale behind the 45 day notice of intent, like you stated, uh, and, and the, that's what the city's done. I mean, I, the only thing I wanted to add comments about the Oakland press, the, the city has is, as long as I've been here, and that's been since 2007, the city has has routinely used the Oakland press uh, when they can't get a publication in, in the Southfield Sun. So that's not something new. That's not something that uh, just started with this project. So that that's a, a long standing. Um, we've always used that. So that's all I'll add to that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, any other council member have any comments before we open it back up to public comments? Okay, so we'll go to public comments. You have um, three minutes. We have a hard stop at seven o'clock and the timer will start as soon as you start speaking. So if there's anyone that would like to say anything, please raise your hand. And Mr. 
Masters. I'm not sure if that's the same. Did you have your hand up again? No, he, he already he already he already spoke, so we should move it to somebody else. Yeah. Looks like Kaylin Danforth. No, yeah. that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So Miss um, Danforth. Hi there. Yep, this is Kaylin Danforth. I will keep my comments concise to you know help give everybody a chance. So I wanted to comment about you guys' comments about uh, your accessibility. I think that's great that you guys are so accessible, but I want to talk about my just personal experience. Accessibility doesn't really mean that much if you don't feel welcomed. And personally, I didn't feel very welcomed when I brought up my concerns about the ballet school leaving City Hall. Knowing how much money she brought into the school, I felt that, or that she brought into the city, I felt that it fell on deaf ears. You know, the response to me was, we'll get back to you about that. And that never happened. Um, I did have a meeting with Cheryl prior to the city council meeting that I spoke at. Um, that was fruitless. Um, and I had to apologize. And also, you know, Miss Tatiana, who owns the ballet school, um, she told me so many times about how she was treated. I also heard from other people who will not be named that, that are in the city that she was treated very poorly. And I apologized many times to Miss Tatiana about the treatment she received because it was not in line with the Lathrop that I grew up in and that I hope I still live in. Also, I just wanna make a brief comment about why I signed the petition because I think everybody's uh, reason for signing the petition is different. And I signed it because I just wanted the majority to have the chance to vote on something that was such a hot topic. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, next we have Clarence. Well, actually, that one kind of uh, Miss Danforth is that um, I would like to know if you're not uh, getting, you know, if somebody's not treating you right in the sense of, uh, you know, when you call up to City Hall, I do want to know about those things. And I will say this, and again, I'm speaking out of turn probably for the majority of the council, though, um, though we may not publicly always say what or, or display publicly what our thoughts are or what we what we communicate, it was communicated. So I apologize that you think that it fell on death ear but it didn't because this is public comment and then and this is where Scott has to come in this is technically the not the back and forth situation when it's a public comment in a council meeting it's simply where you address the council and it, it's giving your opinion am I saying that right um Scott yeah technically public comment is not a not a dialogue or a discussion on an, on an item off sometimes council will uh choose to address comments raised during the public comment but uh typically it's just for council to receive those comments and then uh, address them appropriately uh, at a later time okay at the city council meeting where i spoke uh, my information was taken down i thought it would be for a purpose to hear back and i uh, about the topic that i raised and that never happened unfortunately so uh, um again i really um i'm shocked because that's what we all just depend on you you know whoever comes there and, and get the information that you're followed up with. But I also encourage you um, on kind of what Bruce said too, is that there's still a responsibility and don't take that offensively of what I'm saying that follow up with us. If you didn't hear anything, I, I don't mind you reaching out to me to say, you know, I'm still looking for somebody to tell me what's going on or, or something, you know? Um, so I think that's what we mean by uh, accessibility. So um, I will follow up with um, administration to see exactly what happened. And I apologize that you had to go through that. 
Thank and, you. And, and Kaylin, uh, you know, speaking as the, uh, the, the retired council person, the only retired council person, um, I will typically answer emails the same day, um, if, if not within 24 hours at the maximum. So, uh, you know, I, I, you can ask any of the residents that contact me. I always get back within 24 hours. Um, so feel free to contact me as well. Thank okay. you. Um, next, we have Clarence Mosby. You have actually, it's going to be, yeah, three minutes. Excuse me. Can you someone unmute him? Working on it. Uh, I think he's, I think he's muted because he's not muted on our end. He's unmuted. Just don't, don't do anything, Bruce, because he's unmuted. Oh, go ahead. There we go. Okay, there we go. You can hear me? Yep. Well, good Good evening. Uh, I wanted to, uh, one, just be able to voice a concern uh, regarding the um, project, the House in the Woods project. I'm actually a resident on the uh, Village on the Circle and have been a resident here for 14 years. And uh, I have a concern that that project was not necessarily communicated to us in a, in a timely and appropriate manner. I'm sure there were uh, years ago, there was one of the city managers that approached us on the circle and asked what, what our opinion would be in terms of the development of the land uh, that's adjacent behind us. Uh, we basically kind of all agreed that it would probably be more feasible that it would remain somewhat of a uh, reserve for the, uh, you know, for the beautification of the area. And of course, you know, we, we get a chance to experience the animals in their natural habitat. Um, the concern is more so geared around the master deed that we are, we currently have in place. Um, and when it relates back to the number of new projects or new homes that should actually take, um, um, I guess, residents in that new area, of course, the master deed indicates that there should be no more than a maximum of 12 units that should take part in the in the circle, as we call it, the village of the circle. And it seems that your new development is going to squeeze in uh, nine additional homes in that 2. Point, uh, or 9.1.93 acreage of, of land. Mr. I'm looking at I'm looking at the information that you guys have available to in which I'm making this comment on the uh, the information that you guys uh, put in place um, uh, that whole developmental project. So that was the immediate concern there is how in fact you guys were going to make that um, that project work to the benefit of, of everyone involved and you're squeezing nine additional homes in that small space. Mr. Mosby, um, before you, you continue, because I want because I got a phone call yesterday about that and um, there is no project, none that has been um, uh, put together or, or even, um, there's no project for nine houses to go there. The only thing that we did was get a realtor to sell the land there is no nine houses and um, uh, projected to be there. Um, it was during one of our council meetings that I think it was me and uh, maybe it was also um, Councilwoman Stallings adamantly opposed to how many houses can go on that piece of property. So all we did today was get a realtor. And again, if I'm not mistaken and anyone can correct me is that before a big project like that can really go forward. They have to come through the planning commission 
and get approval for that. But um, yeah, Ms. Mr. Mosby, I think. Okay, thank you, Susie, because you're 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 speaking yeah. about something that did come before us, and it was a concept. It was just right. a concept. Yeah. Not by far is something that we're going to do, and that's something that, that I I will make sure that I stay diligent on because I don't agree with it. So just and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I wanted to say that. Before. Oh, not a problem. Well, again, uh, as a result of a couple conversations I've had with some of the uh, residents that also are on the circle, um, it, it was, of course, a, a very um, a viable concern that we all had um, yeah. and wanted to be able to uh, bring this to the attention of the council. Um, because, of course, one of the other concerns is when it relates to the zoning aspect, because it's the way it was, it was being positioned. Um, the new project was going to be zoned as single family homes. And yet at the same time, the uh, zoning protocol that we currently are under is, um, is condominium um, zoning protocols. And, and we were kind of concerned as to why one would be single family and the other one, of course, would remain as a condo. Um, and so I'm not sure if that's something that you guys can address at this point, but it was a concern of ours. Um, and of course, other concerns uh, were revolving, were revolved around, of course, eminent domain and all, and whether or not um, if that project was going to move forward as to whether or not um, there would be an action uh, such as eminent domain that would also be in, in place. Um, so in essence, I guess you've addressed my concern and uh, I will be uh, more than pleased to be able to pass that information along to uh, other residents and I appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. And, and, you know, you kind of, you, um, I meant to bring that up because I just got that phone call yesterday. We've had so much stuff going on and, um, yeah, with that, that's still going to be single family homes or a home, hopefully home. Um, because I just, I, that's my own opinion. I, I think nine is too much also. So, yeah. um, stay tuned on, um, that. Yeah, and it is zoned. I think Cheryl just texted us. It's zoned R three single family. I think we had time for one more, and it's Miss um, Babcock. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I, I just quickly want to say I know we received a letter, and also um, I always pop across the street to talk to somebody on certain issues, and we've been living here. Uh, 28, I think going on 29 years, but um, year after year for the past, I don't know, Celine, if you remember, uh, maybe six or seven years, um, the water levels when we get rain is really high. Like we have lakefront property now, okay? And it takes forever for the water uh, to dissipate. Um, and I know we see, received a letter about the culverts or, culverts or the ditch, uh, ditches. Um, and, and it sounds like we would have to pay for that, even though it's on city, city property. So, um, and we have not been designated as a street. I know we had streets replaced, but we have not been identified, you know, regarding the ditches or culverts. Um, because the, it's an issue. And I know some residents have pools in their backyard, uh, not intended pools, but just water collecting. So 
Um, that is a concern of mine. And Celine knows. Elsie, are you are you north or south of of, of uh, the Ruvalos? The uh, the, the, the street from Celine. So right north, across north the street, North Celine. North, 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 a little bit yeah. north. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with your property because we had, we had some issues over there with, with, with the water. I mean, keep your yeah, comments until about one minute because we have to jump over to um, council. So just go ahead, Bruce. Okay. Did yeah, you I, ask me? Not you. you have to I, I was talking about Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just gonna say, you know, it, it, it's, I, I, you know, the, the. The first proposal that we had, you know, uh, a year ago, November, you know, was was designed to address all the all the ditches because it's a, it's a problem, you know, across Lathrop. But you know, that was turned down by the voters, and uh, you know, we we went for a much more scaled back approach where where we're only addressing the um, you know the the ditches associated with the streets that are getting redone. I know Lathrop Boulevard isn't getting one of those one of those streets, so. Um, I mean, we could have, I mean, I, I, I know the city man or the, the city engineer has been out there on multiple occasions. I just don't know what there is that, that they can do other than, you know, a, 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 a project that would probably, like I said, you'd probably be liable for the cost, but um, yeah, I, I wish I had better news for you. Cause I mean, you're not the, not the only one that, uh, you know, is in that situation. We, we, we tried to come up with a solution that would fix it for everybody, but it was, it was turned down. So now as far, you know, just a final thing. So Elsie, so, you know, it's not, we're not one of the streets that's going to get redone. So if we want our ditches to be fixed, we have to kind of get together as a, as a group and, and try to become a special assessment district. But yes, that is paid for by us, by the residents, right? Because even though it's on that part of the property, ditches have always been the responsibility of residents. Is that that's right. true statement, right? True statement. Okay, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's now. I knew it wasn't what you were going to want to hear, but I'm just trying okay. to be careful. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, participating and asking your question. I do appreciate um, all the people that have uh, that joined in and you know uh, brought your questions here instead of taking it elsewhere and get your your answers from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, so I appreciate, um, you know, all of you all coming here to voice your opinion and um, or, you know, your concerns, because that's that's how you make a city great is by everybody being involved and not taking the word of, uh, you know, the selected uh, few or just, you know, the somewhat and I know it sounds bad. So I'll just I'll stop right there. I think you just called us horses. Okay, so um, what I'm going to do now is um, before I put my horseshoe in my own mouth, da -da -da, I'm going to say that we log off of this one and then log um, on to so Zoom. Anyone that is in the audience that wants to still say something, please um, come over to the other Zoom link so we can continue the conversation there. Thank you.